Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to the OT's Get Paid podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 14. As you know, in Season 2, we are focusing on sales and marketing, and I can't wait to jump into that topic today. But before we do that, I want to remind you of the new quiz built just for you, Yep, the OT entrepreneur. Now that you're a part of this community, you are a get paid peep. You obviously have an interest as an occupational therapist running their business who wants to get paid. Who doesn't want to get paid? What we know beyond money is that OTs and especially women OTs do more with that money. It allows them to help their community help their families, bring even more impact to their clients, and give them freedom. So we want to get you paid. If you are interested in making more money and growing your business, you now have another way to do that. Other than listening to the OTs Get Paid podcast and joining the OTs Get Paid Facebook group, you've got another way. Our OTs Get Paid quiz will help you understand which phase of business you are in. Guess what? There's three phases of business. The startup phase, the growth phase, or the scale phase of your business, and what you need to do to get to the next level. What to focus on in your business in all areas to ensure you're on track to grow in the big three we always talk about at OTs Get Paid, profit, clarity, and impact. We have had quite a few people take the OTs Get Paid quiz, and here's two samplings of what I've heard from people. Trish, this quiz was spot on 100%. The quiz questions were fabulous, just excellent, and they really showed the talent of Trish Williams Consulting for being a true business owner and not just an operator. You asked all the right questions. 
Thank you. Second, this quiz allowed me to see exactly what my strengths were and where I need to focus in next to bring in more money. Money is a tool for freedom for me, and this helps me get there. And lastly, I learned answers just by taking the quiz. Fantastic. Just by taking the quiz questions, this person learned more even before they had been delivered the results in their inbox. So the link is in the show notes. It is our gift to you to help you scale, grow, and start your OT business and know what to do next. Okay, so back to today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about sales offers and what happens when they fail. A quick review. So marketing is inviting people to the door and sales is asking them in. In my experience, many OTs are pretty good at marketing. They network, they connect, they post on social media. A lot of people help others for free. Not always the best form of marketing, but ones that are really familiar to OTs. And you are getting yourself known. Just last week, I was talking to somebody who had been asked to moderate a panel. Another friend of mine talked to me over the weekend about being a guest editor at a journal. Things that help you with your marketing in the like, know, and trust factor. Doesn't get them paid, but this is marketing so that they are, you know, become an expert in their field, like, know, and trust, which can translate into sales. Okay. How do you turn that into sales? You need to have an offer. And you need to sell that offer. If you haven't already listened to two of our most popular sales podcasts, at this time, I direct you to season two, episode 10, which is the selling staircase with sales maven, Nikki Roush. She's the only non-OT we've had on the podcast to date. People are loving her. And season two, episode two, sales don't have to be sleazy with Lindsay Vestal. Okay, so back to having an offer and selling it. Sales is a skill just like any other. I say all the time, sales is a conversation, but many OTs are too scared to sell. And that's something that we're going to address as we go through and as we go on in this season of the podcast. But the short form is, and we've talked about it here before, when in doubt, connect. Today, I'd like to dive deeper into what happens when one of those sales conversations, one of those offers or pitches the way you sell the offer, fails, because it will happen. We don't want it to. (laughs) Nobody wants that to happen. But what if it does? And let's talk about the difference between an objection and a sale. An objection is simply questions that people have about your service or product, your offer. Why is it that price? How long is it going to be? Will I see any results? Does this work for other clients? Is this the right thing for my, you know, parent? Will this product do what it says it's going to do? These are, you're going to start to see repeatedly a list of objections that come up and you need to get through some of those objections in order to finish the sales process. Please see objections not as no's. As Nikki Roush taught us, there are signals, buying signals, and objections are buying signals because they are mostly questions like, why is it this price? Is there any, is there any lower price? That's not a no. That's a maybe. And again, if you can get ahead of some of the 
consistent objections that you are hearing and you give thoughtful, ethical answers, that is part of the sales conversation. So don't resist objections. I'm not talking about objections in this particular podcast. I'm talking about fails. I'm talking about flops. Okay, and to do that, I will be drawing upon my personal experience from the latest OT Entrepreneur Summit live. I share this personal anecdote and this personal experience with you today because one of the values at OTs Get Paid and Trish Williams Consulting, my company, is, listen, you can see it right on the website. It is, we walk alongside, meaning we figure it out together. To some people, I'm much further along in my journey on how to grow an OT business, and to some, I'm not. But all of us, and it says so right on my website, we grow, we take risks, and we learn together, hence this particular episode. So many of you know that Laura Park Figueroa and I hosted the OT Entrepreneur Summit live in November 2021 in Florida. And what a wonderful time it was. It was truly one of the most surreal moments of my life when I looked around the room on the very first night and saw all of these people that had come from their homes on an airplane, booked a hotel room, put themselves into a brand new space just to connect with other. And it was truly one of those moments that started as a nugget of an idea in October 2019. Flash forward, it's November 2021, and we now have a very enthusiastic, very excited room full of people that I had only known online. Truly one of the most surreal moments of my life. And listen, I was a background actor on Party of Five in the 90s in San Francisco in the episode where Charlie tells Bailey he has cancer. Like that was cool (laughs) and surreal. Total deep dive for those of you that are much younger than me. (laughs) But I mean, that was pretty surreal. And this was more so. Laura and I had built something and people came and connected in real life. That is the first of its kind. And I do need to say that Laura and I are hugely, hugely proud of that. We also had something really exciting to share at the summit. We were really doing two things. We were building this brand new OT Entrepreneur Summit Live that had never happened. We'd had the two online events, but This one was in person, and we were creating and sharing the opportunity to join the OT CEO Mastermind, which is going to be taking place in Costa Rica. You'll hear more about that, but super cool, right? So like two things, creating a summit, and we are going to be selling the OT CEO Mastermind in Costa Rica for interested occupational therapists to grow and scale their business together on an island. Super cool. Mm, not exactly. Now let me back up for a second. Since Laura and I are not event planning experts, we hired some. We hired event planners and we hired an event strategist. And they presented us with a business model 
And quickly, I won't go into a ton of detail, but one, the business model that they presented us was one that had lower ticket prices so that we could ensure people could come to the event. And from there, we were going to be selling or making the majority of the money off of this event by selling the OTCEO Mastermind. That's a little bit different than how Laura and I first envisioned it. And yet we were pretty gung-ho on the idea of creating two things. Laura and I had always talked about masterminds. I've never been in one, but wanted to create one for OT CEOs. So it sounded perfect. So they also helped us design the run of show, which is fancy event speak for the itinerary. A lot of the content some of that OT CEO mastermind offer and how to pitch it, how to sell it. We paid very handsomely for their advice. And we were really excited to build these two things and present them like shaky, nervous stomach, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're doing this. This is going to blow everybody away. Squee, kind of excited. A lot of the advice that we got from the event planners and the event strategists didn't sit well with us during the six months of the really intensive planning. And we pushed back on some of it. And we were told verbally and non-verbally that the model would work. So the idea that Laura and I originally envisioned of the summit, a lot more connection, ideas around the pool, a lot more like to-do content, and, you know, yippee yahoo, this incredible mastermind – got shifted by listening to the experts. So can you guess what happened? About 100 of you were there. I know 100 of you listening to me right now know exactly what happened. Big mistake. Big. Huge. Guys, did we get pushback? Did we get feedback? Did we get earfuls of feedback? We have over 70 feedback forms and many more personal emails that were sent to us. The summiteers were unhappy with the sales pitch for the OT CEO mastermind. Full stop. Do you want to hear what some people said? Mm, Are you really going to make me relive this? (laughs) Okay. Okay, I do it for you, but just because I love you guys. We heard things like bait and switch. I've had timeshare pitches that were more authentic than this. I'm sorry, I laugh. It's it's not laughable. It's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. I've loved you and Laura for years, but this feels so slimy. Are you sure you guys actually wrote this pitch? I don't even want to listen to anything about an OTCEO mastermind or how awesome this opportunity is because this sales offer was intolerable. Those are some highlights. And quite frankly, those were some of the nicer ones we've got. Now let's back up a second. Overall, the event had mainly wonderful things happen and the feedback we got was mainly pretty fantastic. Mostly about building this container for OT entrepreneurs to finally meet in real life. And people really valued that we had tried something new. They valued that we had put real thought and real effort and and intention into helping to serve OT entrepreneurs. So that's really, really good. 
But that's not really the focus of this episode because you're not going to learn just from accolades. And so I continue. Laura and I were now facing a sales issue. We sold very, 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 very few OTCEO masterminds from the OT Entrepreneur Summit Live. And most people didn't even want to talk about it, as I said in one of the feedback quotes, because they were just so unhappy with the way we had pitched the offer. Laura and I had both created years of like, know, and trust through our marketing and the offers in our own separate businesses. And additionally, we had two years of solid sales and marketing through the two online OT Entrepreneur Summits. So we came in with a ton of credibility, likability, and trust. And just like that, things pivoted very quickly. So the problem was very clear. Hey, it's Trish. Now that I've got your attention, I wanted to tell you about something that we are really excited about here at OTs Get Paid. This month, we are kicking off our formal, systemic, organized, planned, woohoo, referral program. With every referral of somebody that you bring to us that purchases one of our two signature programs, Road to 100K and 100K Club, we give you money. We're leaning into it. We're leaning into our brand and we're going to get you paid. At this point, we are offering $400 for people who refer someone who enrolls in our 100K Club Mastermind and $250 for somebody that enrolls in our Road to 100K Program. But we're not stopping there. Your referred member will also get access to a bonus Q&A Zoom call every month that we are doing just for new referred members with our coaches. It's going to be Q&A, ask the coach anything. How are you going to do this? The best way to do this is to connect with us via email or through DMs. We're keeping it really simple for right now. And we're saying, hey, here's their deets. Do you want us to call them? Are they going to get in touch with us? And as long as you mention each other, we will connect you and let our system wheels spin and they will get their bonuses and you will get yours. And I want to remind you, we are a company with a mission. It is to bring more wealth to more female OT entrepreneurs because we know what women do with money. They use it to better their families and they use it to better their communities. So for every dollar that we generate here at OTs Get Paid every year, we give away 1% of our gross income to Dress for Success, which is a charity, an organization that's dedicated to empowering women towards financial independence. I hate to use the term win-win-win. Somebody has a better one. Please let me know. But we don't want you to keep those benefits to yourself anymore. We want your referral partner to win. We want you to win. And of course, we have a social agenda here at OTs Get Paid to us. We had chosen a model of selling that bombed. Now, failure is inevitable. And each month that goes by as an OT entrepreneur, I lean into this even more. I've said this before. I somewhere on the podcast years ago, I was so afraid of failure that I created a top five fails list for the month to make sure that I would fail. Because failing means you are trying. Now, I fail 
once an hour. I've already thought of things I've said in this podcast already that I would like to change. Failure is inevitable. As Laura likes to say, say, fail forward. And I have learned to lean into this even more. And it's probably the one true adage of entrepreneurship that is universal. You need to lean into discomfort. We continue to try because as an entrepreneur, that's all we've got. All we've got is try. So it was time to embrace this particular flop and not just give it lip service. So what to do? Here's my list of eight points that I have generated over the last month that I'm going to share with you to help you if slash when you have a sales offer that flops, a pitch that flops. May it not be as much of a floppy flop as this one. (laughs) Hey, listen, if you're going to fail, fail spectacularly is what I say. But you know what? You will have failures. And this is what I want you to glean from this episode. So here's my list of what to do when a sales offer fails. Number one, feel all the feelings. I have felt every feeling known to man in the last month, and that is okay. And as quickly as we tried to problem solve and we needed to move the needle on some things rather quickly, I was also very clear that this fight, flight, and freeze that I had been put in was not going to be connecting with my highest cognitive level. And therefore, I was going to need to feel all the feelings until, you know, the rush had really passed. I give you permission to have tea, to have naps, to watch Netflix, to complain to your friend, to have a sparkly beverage, to do what you need to do. But you've got to feel all the feelings. And boy, oh boy, can it hurt. Number two, lean on your team. I showed up pretty much the next day to my team. One of my team members had been at the summit and I was able to say, this is what happened. It is not the outcome we predicted. This is the outcome we're facing. We're facing this debt and we're facing some pretty big feels from people in the community about our integrity and professionalism. And so debt And questioning professionalism is a pretty scary place to be. And I shared that with the team and I was able to say, here's the bare minimum of what I can do right now. And what, and and I, and I'm, I'm sorry for that. And here's what we're going to do and how we're going to pivot, et cetera. And I can honestly tell you that my team has risen up. Wow. Like, brainstormed solutions, taken on more responsibility because they knew that I was in a bit of slow-mo or I needed to figure out what the pivot was going to be. They have truly kept the wheels on the bus for the last, you know, for the first week or two when I got back. And having that team, it's funny. I mean, I'm, I'm a really good team member and I like to lead as a group, I'm not super fond of this hierarchy of, you know, do this, do that. And yet I've never experienced it where the team really held me up. 
And that was a massive surprise just because I always think like I have to do the work, right? It's up to me. And leaning on the team was just one of the best things that came out of this experience. Number three, when to push versus when to rest. I don't know how your body reacts to trauma. I don't know how your body reacts to shock, pain, fear, worry, sadness, all of those big emotions, anger. I know that we have to listen to our bodies and there was no way that I was going to be able to push. In fact, my ability to push is still a little on the back burner. I'm not going to lie. And every day, just like feeling all the feelings, I have to give myself permission to rest versus push. And when you tell people that honestly, they're pretty responsive. I think we all live in this hustle culture and we're all heading straight to burnout that it feels really awkward to even share that I'm still in more rest mode than push mode. And people have responded very positively to that. I will also say, and I've said this many times before, I learned this as a single parent, is that I often don't have as much of myself to throw at the problem just because of my parent role in life. And that has been somewhat of a blessing because although I'm still guilty of it, I can't throw myself at a problem because I have more responsibilities in other places and therefore it forces me to be more efficient. And it is the same thing when you need to rest from running a huge event, you know, a a big flop, knowing that it didn't work and having to face some pretty big mountains at that point that, you know, again, it allows you to make decisions in a more efficient way. So that's very helpful. Number four, know your numbers. When a sales pitch fails, likely you are going to be going through a lot of emotion. I don't know one occupational therapist who is selling something or providing a service or a product just for the heck of it. We are incredibly heart-centered people and what we put into the world, we put there so that it helps others. So I'm going to guess that 99.9% of the people that have a failure in sales, and you will, depending on the magnitude, you will feel personal sting. The next place to go to become more objective is in your numbers. Do you have a way to track your data? This is one of the pillars of my company, Trish Williams Consulting, and any content, group coaching, anything that I put out there, it is a essential piece of the framework, which is know your data. Do you have an ability to track the data that's meaningful to your business? That is the amount of traffic you're getting, the amount of leads you're getting from that traffic, and the number of customers that you're getting from those leads. When you have that information, you're going to be able to tweak what you need going forward. Additionally, are you very clear on your math? Are you very clear on the decrease in the gross revenue that this sales fail will have on your business? If it is a 
any debt that you're going to be incurring and how that affects your taxes. I always say that we need a bookkeeper. That's the number one person, even before VA, in my opinion, that you need on your OT business team. And I want you to go to that person with the data that they should have, that you should have, and extra data for, you know, how do you even know who to sell to next or what the implication of sales will be. So know your data, know your numbers. Number five, ask for feedback. That's not easy. (laughs) I mean, it's easy to ask for feedback. It is hard to get feedback. And as you know, previously in this episode, I've alluded to that. Laura and I asked for anonymous feedback and we got tons. And we got some where people were happily to scroll their name boldly across an aval that was not positive. And to those people, I commend you and appreciate you. While it stings, it is really what every business needs. We know that as scientists. It is harder when we ask for the feedback when it is our personal baby, aka our business. The pro of the feedback is the more that I have dug into the feedback from the failed sales pitch at the OT Entrepreneur Summit Live, the more it allowed Laura and I to see exactly what the issue was. So at first, it just felt like one big old failure. People didn't want this OTCEO mastermind and they hated the way we sold it. Upon second, third, fourth passes, what we saw was actually more specific. And it really wasn't the OTCEO mastermind offer. It really was the way we sold the offer. And I'll talk about that in a few more minutes. And we can fix that. So again, that feedback allowed for incredible specificity. And plus, that's just the loop that we need. Here's the basic business loop, which I refer to all the time with my clients. You need to develop a service or a product. You need to sell the product. You need to get money for that product or service. You need to have a happy customer and you need to get feedback or a testimonial. Close the loop. That's it. That's the circle. And for those of you that are in the start phase, I know that finding what your offer is can be tricky and we're going to help you with that in the future in 2022 as a company. And those of you that have your offer that haven't scaled yet to 100K, that's your job. It's to just do that loop over and over and over and over again until you hit 100K. F to the Y to the I. Okay. Number six, own your role. As occupational therapists, we are well aware of the premise of a growth mentality versus a fixed mindset. I would be hard-pressed to find an OT that hadn't come up against that concept or been presented with that concept anywhere. If it was school, if it was work, if it was an interdisciplinary team, if it was with any of your clients. And this is the time to triple down on your growth mentality. It is not in service to your clients and to your business and to yourself to have a victim mentality or a failure mentality. Now, along with resting, which was number three, and along with feeling all the feelings, which is number one on this list, I am giving you permission to feel 
like a victim and a failure for a bit. I'm giving you permission to put on your really ugly sweatpants, not the COVID kind of work sitch clothing we've got going on, but like the bad ones and your really thick glasses, nobody else, just me, like the glasses you don't let anybody see. And you just hunker down with as much Netflix and tea or ice cream as you need. And then the front facing part, I want, I know you're going to be front facing with your clients and the people that you serve with a growth mentality. And I want you to then try to make that as inherently in your body as you can as well, because that will lift you out much faster. So own your role. Number seven, I want you to really learn and understand your sales mechanisms. There are many, many different ways to sell something. You already know that. Sometimes you have a talk with a parent. Sometimes it comes from a referral. Sometimes it's a quick email. Sometimes it's through social media. Sometimes it's simply an email with a contract attached. There are many different ways to sell your services or products. In our case, the emotional sell plus the selling from the stage didn't work. That's the feedback that we got, hearkening back to number five. The offer that we sold from the stage was too emotional, meaning people felt played, and it also didn't sound like us, so that they then felt that authenticity plus emotion piece just was like, blech, and it just, you know, triggered a lot of people. So I want you to think about what else is available to you to sell your service or product. Now we have information. The OT Entrepreneur Summit has information that that way of selling does not work. What else is available to us and what else is available to you? A ton. There's selling on social. There's reaching out one-on-one. There are your websites. There are on-site launches. There are written proposals. How do your people want to be sold to and how do they want to buy? In addition, what takes the least amount of time for the most impact? for you. So for example, if all your people need like a 30 minute onboarding call and, you know, lots of follow up emails and a lot more handholding, I want you to make sure that you've built that into your business, into your prices, into that runway before they buy into that sales mechanism. And also does it have to be you? And is there any way of making that shorter? Can they fill out an application? Can you, you know, get ahead of that in education on your social media or with a video or whatever? These are just things off the top of my head. One of my favorite new sayings is your business is a money-making machine. And I want you to continue to think about what levers you need to pull to continue to sell. What is the most profitable product or service that you have in your business? And do you need any quick wins at this point for cash injection? Or do the wheels turning simply quickly build up your business again to help with that revenue loss or perhaps that debt? Do you even have a sales system? If you don't, it's time to get one. And by the way, if you want a little bit of insight into that and into knowing your numbers, listen to the end because I have a solution for you. Number eight, the end of our list. 
we have gone, we uh, are going to talk about the long haul. Okay. I want you to remember that your business, you are in this for the long haul. It hit me on the day after everybody had left and I had a quiet day, which was the Monday. And I, you know, felt all my feelings. wore really ugly sweatpants in my room for a while, and then decided to get out to the pool, which is what I knew was going to fill my bucket the most. I'm a full water baby. Water is like my conductor. I needed to get in the water. And I did. And I went and I just swam and swam and swam. Not fancy lengths, the kind of just underwater swim, 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 just feeling the water all around my body. And finally, I laid on my back for a little bit. And it was at that point where it really hit me that this is my business. This is what I do and what I plan on doing for a very long time. And there's something very peaceful about that. And that puts this into great perspective. I'll also tell the story of how I have just finished getting some outside coaching for myself, a six-month coaching program outside of the OT world. And I was put into a group of people who were making a range of gross income that I was. So again, I was in this group of people who were in exactly the same place as me. And if and some people were a little bit ahead in terms of gross and some people were a little bit behind. These were 25 women from all over North America. And When I told the story, I brought most of my pain to them. They caught me right after. I think I came home on the Tuesday and I had my call on the Thursday. And I pretty much crumbled. People were like, how did it go? And I went, and yet their reaction really underscored the feeling that I got in the pool about this being for the long haul. They looked at me and they thought, They were very supportive and very sensitive, and yet nobody really super blinked an eye. They were like, yep, that's a big lose, and that really sucks for no better word, but nobody fell apart. And okay, it hurts. Shrug. We're here for you. Your business is a money-making machine. What will you do next? So we have gone through the list of feel all the feelings, lean on your team, push versus rest, know your numbers, making sure you ask for feedback, owning your role as a, in a growth mentality, making sure you know your sales mechanisms, and recognizing that you are business, you are doing this for the long haul. I hope this list really helps you and the personal stories that I've shared about when a sales offer fails helps you for the inevitable. I don't wish it for you, but it will happen. (laughs) And those of you that went to the OT Entrepreneur Summit Live or are curious about it can use this as a summation. And also, I want this to be evergreen where people can turn back to this and be like, oh, yeah, I remember when Trish said that this was a challenge for her and what are some practical applications. So before we end, I want to let you know about something that's been on my strategic plan for a long time, and I am now unveiling it. Here we go. I am going to be putting an offer out there right now so you can continue to listen if you want or you don't. Um, And that is the 100K Club in OTs Get Paid. We have rolled this out quite quietly, but I am now opening it up more on the social and in the podcast. 
And I want you to think about Scrooge McDuck at the start of each episode, where he jumps into his piles of gold coins. I ask you, when you jump into your pile, how many coins are there? Is it a soft landing or a hard landing? Do you have a lot there? I'm speaking right now to those get-paid peeps who are jumping into piles of $100,000 gross revenue coins. If you make $100,000 gross a year or the equivalent or more, and you want to learn how to take $100,000 and pay yourself that amount, which, you know, no secret, you're going to need to start at about two fifty dollars gross plus, and you want to make that easy, I have a solution for you, which is the 100K Club, which is the first group coaching program that we are having at OT's Get Paid. This is a 14-week program that is going to start in January. We are almost 60% full. I want people who are coachable, people who want to continue to grow their business, increase profit, increase clarity, and increase impact without increasing all their time. I want to teach you how to build a money-making machine. This is familiar curriculum that I've done with many, 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 many one-on-one clients. And this is my attempt to now take it and deliver it in a group fashion. This is a founding offer. This is for founding members. So if you are interested, here's what you want to do. And you'll notice I don't have a huge sales page. We've put out a few emails. We're going to, we've, by the time you listen to this, it'll be out in social. This has been a quiet type launch, which is another way to sell. So what I would like you to do if you're interested is I want you to go to the link at the bottom of the page, which is Trish Williams of the show notes, trishwilliamsconsulting.ca backslash quiz. And I want you to take the OT's get paid quiz. If you want to be a get paid peep and you want to get paid more with more money in your pocket, everybody can benefit from this quiz as I spoke about at the beginning. If you get results that show you are in the growth stage, which is a feast or famine owner, and you know you've built your business on hustle and now it's time for more strategy and you want to find your people and you want to find some coaching, this is for you. Please go and take that quiz. You will get results in your inbox and then you can reply to that with 100K and we will get in touch and we can share some more information. That is it. I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you for holding the space for me. Thank you for your grace in listening to this episode. Uh, We, as I said, are all growing together and I can't wait for us to all continue to grow from both failures and many, many successes. Have a great day. This has been OT's Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you had feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OT's Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OT's Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.